Hi, and welcome to this podcast with me, Geeta Joshi. I'm a curator, an art dealer, and the organizer for Open Studios. And today I have got Roy Tyson from Roy's People Art Fair with me today. Welcome, Roy. Hello, Geeta. Hey, it's great to have you on the show. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. We, let's talk about your artwork first, because you're an artist who then sort of subsequently went on to make, you know, create an art fair. But tell us about your work, because you've been doing that quite a while now. I've been a full-time artist for five years. And my work is all about miniature figures and um, creating these kind of miniature scenes and then putting them on the streets, really, and, and sort of taking photographs of them. It's got an uh, imaginary kind of fantasy kind of aura to it, I suppose, but it but it's all actually kind of based around street art and uh, and sort of linking daily um, daily activities that we do, normal people do, shrinking them down into a miniature a miniature uh, scene and then putting them on the street to, to link it with the kind of street urban-y kind of world and the kind of feel that I want to get to the photography. No, I think they're fab, actually. Yeah, I've seen quite a lot of them. And uh, you were showing with um, Eleni as well, right, at Curious Duke? Yes, that's right, yeah. She was actually... Um, Eleni was one of the first galleries that I picked up uh, five years ago. Um, well, she was the first gallery, actually, to fully represent my work. Yeah, so it's great to still be a part of that. I think it was really early days for Curious Duke Gallery as well at the time. So, yeah, it's great to see it kind of... See us both come along and uh, still be showing work and yeah, you know, growing and yeah, keeping that relationship going. Mm. And then, um, so what? What else? Or where else? Rather, were you showing your work after that? So, I mean, obviously, you started with Eleni, and then where else did you show? So I've oh, kind of gone to loads of places now, luckily. So I made a conscious effort to uh, really make a big push with the galleries and art fairs so I knew that to sell a lot of artwork I needed to be in a fair few art galleries all around around the country and around the world as well so I started reaching out to kind of New York, uh, Singapore, Denmark, uh, Germany we just kind of really really went for it to see where what group exhibitions I could get into or where I could get representation and then also looking at art fairs as, as a way of you know the artist fairs where you you know you get a chance to represent yourself so I just looked at both of those those ways of getting my art out there really and and which um which of the artist fairs did you take part in so the first artist fairs were the other art fair in London so I've done them I've done Oxford a couple of times oh where is that there was another smaller one in Tunbridge Wells I uh, generally find the ones that are in London to be kind of to be yeah. best for me as a, as an artist to represent myself at the minute. And the, the um, other art fair is really growing as well, isn't it? I mean, that's getting really quite big now. With their they've kind of got international um, placements as well now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it looks like an absolute huge, a huge entity now. It's um, it, it's interesting because when I started five years ago, I thought they were big then, but it turns out they were only I think there were only six or seven shows in wow. uh, and they only had two at the time, what, two art fairs in London. And now you look at it and, I mean, well, since Saatchi have come along, I think they've just... Uh, They're everywhere. Got, yeah, gone worldwide, haven't they? Um, so. Is that what inspired you to 
create your own art fair? I would say the the buzz of doing art fairs as an artist is what inspired me to do it. So the feeling that you get of anything from the preparation, uh, the deadline, the whole build up, and then even down to the delivery at your art fair mm-hmm. that you're taking part in. Every bit of that, I mean, it's, it's crazy, really, to be honest, the, the emotional roller coaster that it actually puts you through. Um, <laughs> and it, but it's brilliant, like the, the buzz of it from when you arrive on site at any art fair, whether it be a gallery-led art fair or an artist-led fair, because I've done lots of like the affordable art fairs with galleries. Yeah. And I've bit, been involved in that process as well. And the buzz of just, of just arriving, setting up, the whole weekend you meet so many people yeah that's probably the biggest inspiration for it knowing how much that I just really enjoyed doing them and mm. I thought yeah you know I'm quite a driven person I can I'll have a go at setting this up myself and uh, amazing so who else did you get on board to are you doing that are you the main lead on it or are you have you got partners uh, so I'm I'm the main lead on it and then I have Another good friend, Sam Peacock, who's an artist as well. He's an abstract artist. I know Sam Peacock, yeah. Okay. He, um, I met him through Curious Duke Gallery five years ago as well, when I started, uh, started going to their group shows and openings and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, we've been good friends ever since. And we were always saying about holding our own solo show or joint solo show. And we did that. We did one joint show, solo show. And then we were kind of just been exploring ways of working together. Um, so I came up with the idea of running an art fair because so basically I went traveling. I went traveling for a year, two years ago. And during that process of traveling, I took all my artwork with me so that I could create as I went. Yeah. But whilst I was away, I was just kind of thinking about what do I want to do when I come back? Do I just want to go, you know, I had a million ideas to create artwork. But I've always wanted something bigger. And at the time, I was thinking about having a Roy's People Gallery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and that is still something that I would like to do eventually. But then I thought about art fairs and I was thinking about just participating in art fairs. So, you know, how many, I was thinking, right, I could open a gallery or I could do more art fairs. And then I just thought, well, you know, why not create my own? Um, so when I came back, I spoke to Sam about it because I knew it'd be something that he would, um, he would love. And, um, yeah, we agreed to, to do it and commit, set up the Royce People Art Fair. And so you had the first one, when was it? October or September of last year? Yeah, September. And so how long was that in preparation then before you had that first one? Oh, a long time. That took, um, so I can remember it now. When me and Sam sat in the pub and agreed over a beer that we would host the art fair, would do an art fair, that was August 2016. Right. So that's when the the idea, we first said, right, okay, we're going to do this. And then I started having the website built. We started scouting for venues. And it wasn't until February uh, 2017 that we were able to book the venue and go live with the website and start accepting applications. So by that time, we were we were fully committed because we'd done a lot of work to get the website up and running. Yeah. 
just to get the processes kind of set up. Um, yeah, and then the first day we opened, we got two applications, yeah, which kind of blew our minds a little bit. And, <laughs> but it, it, we were committed then, you know, we'd put money down in the venue. Yeah. All the time with the website and, and we had applications. So. Perfect. Yeah, it was looking and good. So, so you've got the next one is in, where are we? Where are at the start of March and you've got the next one next month in April. And you've got a different venue, so obviously you've learned quite a bit from that first one to you know get a faster momentum on the second one. Yeah. So the the um the first fair was a lot about I think as as with anything that's new was about keeping it small, keeping it manageable, mm-hmm. and almost getting one under our belts in a way. Um, we wanted to do a brilliant job of it. We didn't want to take on a big venue so that you know we had so we, it just unmanageable so it was a massive learning curve from yeah everything from finding the venue right through till the the whole thing had finished but yeah that really set us up so because it, it was manageable as a small fair yeah and it was a small art fair uh in comparison to well a lot of the other ones out there but it just it gave us a good foundation to push on to this one and for this one, were you have you got more people on board for this one? Yeah, so we've got 84 artists taking part in this one. And we had 62 at our last one. And, and part of that, well, a big part of that is due to the increase in size of the, uh, of the venue so that we can actually host more artists. Um, so this time you're at the Barge House, right, behind the Oxo Tower? That's right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that is a really big space, actually, isn't it? Mm. But that's that's great that you're able to really grow, you know, so quickly as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, I think what was uh, encouraging for us was the artist backing, really, that um, they could see that it was, it's artist run and it's the only artist run art fair. It's just us yeah. running the thing. And we give a heck of a lot of support um, to the artists because, what we wanted to do was build an art fair that was focused heavily on making sure the artists got the most out of it. Um, we do a whole load of support things in the build-up to the fair to make sure that artists are ready, um, they understand it, um, they're learning from it, and that they can obviously then reuse stuff as they go through you know, with the next fair that they do, wherever that may be. or So what sort of um, support do you provide there then in terms of, what is that, just like the business side of it, I'm guessing, right? Um, so, um, installation. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't give advice on, you know, how to create artwork or we don't, we don't say to artists, do this, do that or anything like that. But what we try to do is, is give them especially new artists a good understanding of sort of how to represent yourself um uh how to hang uh, it's a million things really but how to approach gallery yeah uh, how to sell directly to or sell yourself in a way directly to the public that's um, such an important part of it isn't it actually that sort of what the artist learns by self-representing actually you know just that communicating their idea in words but actually doing it in person you know because you're right because it in the business world you know it might be called pitching or whatever Mm. but really it's just actually 
sort of building that trust and actually communicating the ideas around the work, learning about that customer or visitor and, um, you know, sort of seeing how that lands, you know, do they understand what you're talking about? Because it's that confidence that lets them then take another step to, you know, get gallery representation or whatever it is that they're after. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what we found, or actually we knew this anyway, because where me and Sam are artists, we've got a lot of artist friends where we've built up over the years um, through going to or doing art fairs. Obviously, everyone around you at an art fair is an artist. So you end up building a big network of artists and just as mates, you know? Yeah. And what, so what we knew was there's a lot of artists out there that are quite introvert. And also working as an artist is very, um, like you're alone most of the time. Most artists are in their studio on their own. And that's a lonely, it is a lonely way to, to work and make a living. So putting those two together, uh, you know, in, do you take into account that, yes, artists are on their own and they like it when, when there's interaction and they like meeting other artists? And then also when you take into account that some artists aren't great at talking to people or are not confident to talk to people. So it's kind of, we want to sort of challenge that a little bit yeah, and help them do that, really, because it is nerve-wracking and I get that completely. Mm. Um, you know, if you've got people, people coming by and it, it is nerve wracking, you know, to, or, you know, you might get an artist that say, Oh, I don't know. I don't know at what point I should say hello. Or, you know, if someone's standing there, I don't know what to say to them or something like that. Oh, no. <laughs> tiny little things. Yeah. So we're able to say, well, you know, have you thought about this or maybe just do this and, you know, it'll open up you know, a bit of conversation with someone. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're a couple of massive things that are, that are important to us and important to them. Yeah, sometimes it's not pointed out to, or it's not offered that kind of support to artists. No, right. And I think that, um, yeah, again, you know, the, the experience of actually being there in person and meeting your customers, yeah, I can imagine that is quite nervy for people. I mean, you know, it really depends, you know, if they've ever sort of worked in, retail or something then they might feel a bit more confident but I think it's when they're actually talking about their own work as well mm, that's yeah. where they seem to sort of um, lose confidence often you know they're sort of happy to talk about other people's um, yeah you know, it, I think it's maybe a bit of a British thing as well um, <laughs> yeah. where we're all a bit uh, shy to um, you know celebrate ourselves I guess yeah we're quite humble aren't we <laughs> So what's the um, submission process for um, the art, um, for Roy's People Art Fair? Uh, so we've kind of kept the submission process really simple. So anyone can apply through the website, uh, royspeopleartfair.com, and we've got an apply page. So we tried to kind of make it as straightforward as possible um, in the sense that all you have to do is go to the website, go to the apply page, and enter in a few details. So all we need is sort of names, social media links, websites, and then we ask for three images. Um, and, um, is well. the is the fair curated? So do you select the artists that you will show? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we have a certain number of artists that have already applied. So say, for instance, this art fair coming up in April is sold out. So we we're then generating a waiting list. So we're already looking to see how we can curate the next one 
Right. With this one in particular, we had a head start where we, we, we had a waiting list. We were already able to work out the artists that we would like be part of the fair. Yeah. And then, you know, we're not able to cater for every artist. So we have a panel. Um, there's uh, four of us that look at the applications as we go and then offer space to the work that we think will, is best suited for the fair. And then um, do you show only 2D work or is there some 3D as well in terms of like sculptural, fine art, ceramics? Yeah, uh, yeah, 2D and 3D. I find that there's a lot less 3D work out there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, well, we've got, so we've got 84, I think 80 of them are 2D artists. Wow. So, okay. so yeah, we don't get a lot of applications for for 3D artwork, you know. Mm-hmm. We get offered 3D artwork for installations uh, as far as exhibiting. It's uh, yeah, whole different kind of whole different mm-hmm. ball game for some reason with 3D artists. And then, just on a practical level, are the um, the stands are they different sizes or are they all uniform size? So we've got three different sizes. Um, and at the moment, we're doing it slightly differently to the conventional art fair layouts uh, in which we do it by metre. So, for example, we've got two, three and four metre wall spaces. Um, right. So we would sell a stand to an artist as a two metre wall space or a three metre or four metre wall space. Sometimes they can be configured slightly differently. They could be, you know, around a corner or right or, yeah, or on a straight wall um but at the moment we're um that's how we're doing it rather than the booth layout i but, see um, that's kind of venue dependent really so we're the venues that we're choosing or we've, we've chosen so far the booth system doesn't quite work within them so but it is where we want to get to really because i i think from my experience i think having a booth your own booth at an art fair is the ideal because you almost got your own small gallery. Yeah. You mean uh, as in like a U shape, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Got, yeah. That, that formation. Cause then it actually, there's something about that, just that slightly more enclosed way of showing as well. Yeah. There's something quite nice about that, but that's cool. Yeah. So you're doing lots of, uh, you're, you know, it's about a month and a half away and you're doing lots of promo and marketing, but what do you think artists could do more to make the best of their participation uh well the artists have got an absolute they've got the world at their feet really with these kind of things because they can do there are so many ways that you can make this really work for them for yourself and uh it starts really from now it starts from telling as many people about it as they can promoting on social media so we've done things where um we've created uh, social media banners for each artist so each one is tailored to that artist's work I see um, so it's things like that where if all of our artists were shouting about the art fair and their involvement and using these banners um, you know sending tickets out to, to their database or whatever then straight away that's a massive that's a massive start um, and it's a big audience obviously if you put 84 artists even if they talk about it just here and there it still it still reaches quite a big audience yeah i think that's Uh, the thing isn't it it has to be collaborative marketing when you take part in these things because that's really how you amplify the the noise around it 
yeah absolutely and that that is how you know uh their their friends will then go and tell their friends and their friends and even if you so if you invite one person they might go and tell another five they're all people that that might you might not have known and uh they'll bring them along all of a sudden there's a whole new audience for that that artist's artwork just from inviting one person so there's so many ways so you could you can go from the whole promotion all the way through to so we do network event where we have speakers um so it's things like that where they can get expert advice on certain subjects within the art world that's another thing that they can get out of it and then right up up to the uh to the show so you're at the show we try to promote as much as possible to be active at the art fair so we try to tell the artist or encourage the artist should I say that you know you need to you do need to try and connect with as many people that come and look at your artwork you do need to make sure you're there you know for the at least for the opening hours and you yes. encourage them to um i don't know build their mailing list while you know yeah on the booth and things like that as well yeah absolutely so everything from uh ensuring you've got business cards handy uh that you've got somewhere to be able to take to create a mailing list it goes on and on so you had the last the first fair was in last autumn and obviously this one's in spring do you plan to do a third one later this year or will that be in 2019 well i definitely can't wait until 2019 to do another one <laughs> <laughs> no we're we're in the process at the moment of uh securing a venue for october november 2018 my vision originally was to have two art fairs in london this year so i'll be able to do that uh, last year was all about making sure candid arts trust was was the best it could be so we just focused a whole year on ensuring that one was good now we've got this one in two months time this one will be under our belt mm-hmm. um, have all this experience and all this knowledge that we've that we've gained during the process that we can roll it to the next one uh, with sort of six months or so to prepare which we will need it's quite handy now because we're at a good point where we've got a lot of the processes in place. We kind of know how to manage the artists and the applications and we've got a structure that we work to now. Um, so yeah, it should, uh, we should be able to release those dates very soon, um, oh, yeah. I hope. So do you want to tell us when the spring fair is then? Yeah, so there's the upcoming uh, art fair is from the 12th to the 15th of April and that's at the Barge House um, which is part of the Oxo Tower Wall just along the River Thames. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast after the 15th of April then check out the website roycepeopleartfair.com and then you can sign up for more information or find out when the future events are if you're an artist or you're a visitor. Tell us your social media handles. So the yeah, you can follow us on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Um, so Instagram is at Roy's People Art Fair, and uh, Facebook is at Roy's People Art Fair. And yes, we focus all of our social media on those two channels, and everything to do with all the features, to do with artists, what's going on, will all be posted on there, as well as the websites. 
if you'd like uh, de- more detailed information on sort of opening times, you know, buses, what tube to get there, exactly where the parking is and everything like that. So if you visit RoyspeopleArtFair.com, um, all that information is on there. Brilliant. And you can follow me on Instagram at the Gita Joshi. You can follow the gallery on Instagram at also major art. And if you'd like to join my Facebook group for artists and makers, then you can find that at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash studio to retail. Thank you, Roy, so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having us.